welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Lillian Hardy. She's the founder of Heavyset, a multidisciplinary creative studio, and Super, a casting agency based in Portland, Oregon. In this conversation, Lillian shares her journey of finding meaning and connection through exploring nature, creativity, and her deepest emotions. We also discuss our approaches to mend the disconnect between reality and our online presence. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presence. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is, I don't even know what's going to happen today. I don't even know where we're going to go because we just met like a week ago, even though we've been following each other on Instagram for a minute. But today's guest is Lillian Hardy. How are you? I think I'm doing okay. You think you're doing okay? I think I'm doing okay today. Okay. Well, you look, you look okay today. You got, you got, you have pants on today, so... (laughs) You know, I I put some effort into this. I was like, I want to feel myself. Like, Uh I want to feel like I can show up and feel really comfortable and excited to, like, begin a conversation with you. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for being open to do this, even though, like, you don't know me from any schmo, so. I think this is the best way to get to know each other. Yeah, for sure. Just dive right in. Yeah, I agree. So, I guess, like, since we are just still getting to know one another, where did you live before Portland, and what was that life like? Oh, man. This is, we're going right in. Yeah, This that's is what a I little do. bit of a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I lived in, um, I lived in Rome, actually, right before this. And then, right before that, for the remainder of my previous existence, I lived in Alabama. So, like, rural, southern Alabama. I grew up on a horse farm with my mom, and we were professional cowgirls. We had a bunch of horses, and I went to Auburn University. War Eagle. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, how do I even begin? I mean, I was such a loner as a kid growing up, and I that is definitely still true somewhat of a loner um but growing up in Alabama I mean I grew up in the middle of nowhere like literally on a farm with my mom and my dad was definitely involved I'm very close to my dad um he just lived actually right down the street but yeah I kind of grew up in nature which Mm -hmm. is super blessed definitely injects itself now into a lot of my work like I'm I feel like I'm an organic girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to describe me. Um, yeah, definitely inspired by being outside. So, like, that's kind of where I go back into my homeostasis is, like, going back to – honestly, well, going back to Alabama is, like, where I find the true equilibrium. But just going outside is kind of the way that I, like, 
can tap in. Mm-hmm. What were some of the places like back home, like your favorite places to like, obviously like on the farm and whatnot, but did you have like certain places that you went to that were like, uh, like you said, equilibrium or was it just kind of baked into day-to-day living? It was kind of baked into day-to-day living, I think with like my mom, cause we would, you know, we had our rituals because we had a bunch of horses. We had like 50 horses and that's how my mom like made her income was to like literally train horses and like we professionally showed them all over the United States and I was like homeschooled for um, a few years of my life and so I think a lot of the ways that I came back into that were like taking care of our animals you know we'd wake up and go clean the horse stalls every single morning or like feed the horses water the horses um, so I think just like kind of being there with like these big beings that were not human felt really right. Mm -hmm. But also I had my little escapes. Like I would always go off and build something like, and I think that's also true to kind of who I am now is like, I was always off trying to build something or like do something or make this little thing happen, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, So I'd have these little secret corners (laughs) like on our property that I would go, cut down a bunch of like elephant leaves or pine trees and like build a crazy fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those experiences at least like, like aren't so common, like for no. kids to have sort of an autonomy to like explore on their own and to like engage with non-humans as in horses and, and stuff like that. I feel like we are so early on conditioned by our society like whether that's schooling or Mm. just like other parents Mm -hmm. and their kids and it's like we're honestly like like parents are teaching their kids to be little versions of themselves but Mm. then those little versions of themselves interact with other kids who have the same dynamic and it's like i don't know there's just a lot of values and morals and all that kind of stuff being transmitted amongst children but to be in nature to kind of like be autonomous in a sense to create your own like little corner (laughs) like little fort or something is is something that I feel like a lot of kids don't have so what was kind of like the journey like leaving like Alabama and like discovering yourself and Mm -hmm. like like what did you gravitate towards as far as like art is concerned since that's kind of like what you're into now yeah well I want to speak to what you just said yes and yeah, I, I want to say that I was definitely like the different kid growing up. Horse girl. Hor- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went there. Yep. I was definitely horse girl. Um, definitely like I can speak to horses. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, weird kid. Definitely. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up and a lot of like my language was through again nature and like connecting to animals and like watching my mom you know wrangle horses and meeting kids like at weird horse shows um yeah so a lot of that was like learned behavior from just like kind of being put in a situation um and being uncomfortable which I think is actually really amazing skills a child to start developing right But it did put me in a funny spot after leaving college, um, again, like going to a a college in rural Alabama as kind of a weird artistic kid. Um, I mean, that was that was funny on its own, honestly, like going to um, Auburn University where 
you know, the culture there is very different from what I like. Yeah, football and beer. Football and beer. Yeah. yeah. How did you kind of adapt to that? Like, was it like culture shock? And then, like, how did you find community or friends? Or how did that experience, like, kind of shape you or teach you? The unique thing about going to a college like that, um, I mean, my dad actually went to that college. So there was, like, kind of a, like, a history there. And he was he was a cheerleader in college. So Your like, dad was a cheerleader. Oh yeah, he was like famous. <laughs> yeah, like classically, like yeah, George Hardy going to Auburn University. Like, he, yeah, he was famous because he's such a crazy like social butterfly. <laughs> um, so I I felt like I had to you know show up in a lot of ways for him. But um, yeah, I I had to sort of you know carve my way out. And the the fun thing about it. I didn't really want to go to that college, but I, of course, like accepted it. Um, but it wasn't like an art school, right? And like that's what I was really immersed in. I went, I went there for fine arts. Um, but my dad was—he actually had leukemia, so I wanted to be really close to him. And it was just a thirty-five-minute drive from home. Um, and so, uh, being there, I kind of had to carve out my own community but the unique thing about going to a school like that and being different is that you get to carve out communities really fast because you can recognize the people that are really different Hmm. um and that's kind of really the way that communities sort of work in the south because it is very like oppressed and it can be dangerous to be yourself and it can be really hard to be bright and colorful and engaged in like exciting things and listen to different music and wear colorful clothes like it it is you you stick out like a sore thumb and um it hurts sometimes the way that people can engage with you in a reactive way um so yeah it's kind of interesting some people who are different come together really quickly and these really unique strong communities are formed um, so luckily I had some of those to hold on to. And then circling back to what you were asking earlier is like, how did I transform into being here in Portland? Um, well, living in Rome, I kind of got a taste of r- just something so different, something with a lot of history and something with a lot of culture, um, and movement. And, um, after that I went to Stockholm, Sweden and, and I, I realized there, I was like, I want to be in a place that feels like this. And apparently Portland was it. (laughs) So when I came, uh, back to the United States, I hopped in my car, I lived out of my car, drove across the country, like camped around, stayed with friends, checked out cities I might be interested in. But the ultimate goal was to get as far away from Alabama as humanly possible. <laughs> I think I nailed that by ending up here. Um, and yeah, I did that in 2015. And that was, man, that's a whole other journey. That was a whole <laughs> <laughs> a whole other experience that sometimes it feels like a past life. Sure. What was kind of like the highlight of like the trip? Because I know it's like, after going to like Rome and like Sweden and kind of like getting a taste of something else, it's like you really know that you're like embarking on a new journey. And there's like that fear that we have. Like, I think a lot of people experience that fear of like, what is life outside of the things that I've already known? Cause even though like they're painful, 
like going to school or growing up with like a bunch of people that don't really resonate to the person that you are or that you see yourself as but then it's like oh shit like rubber meets the road and I'm actually in the car and I don't know what's on like the other side like what allowed you to have uh kind of just that that I'm going to go for it type of thing because I think a lot of us experience that that fear and not knowing gosh well I'm not sure that was like a foreign feeling for me that wasn't anything that I really experienced because I grew up on the road with my mom like we would travel and Mm. ride horses all over the country so I did like I did get to see a better part of the world through the road right Mm -hmm. um so in some ways like road was home so I got to find that for myself when I left and I think some highlights though were seeing what was happening in a place like Austin, Texas and in a place like um, New Mexico, um, like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, Just the ways that artistic communities are really supported. I had never really seen that before as an adult um, because where I grew up, like art, art is not something that is a priority so seeing that in communities where you know people were making you know spaces into galleries and um, record stores and little venues whatever it was that was really inspiring to me and so along the way I should I should back up and say um, when I was in college I started a blog called Warnouts. And it was essentially like a place for people um, that I wanted to interview and like uh, highlight the people who were really different Mm -hmm. in the area that I grew up in. So, you know, kind of similar to this conversation now is I wanted to know, like, how did you do this? How did you be okay with being who you are in a place like this? Um, Anyway, so so it became this this thing for me that was a project and it never was truly public it didn't really have a lot of eyes on it but along the way like along my trip i started to see the way it could actually come into fruition physically mm-hmm. so i was like well what if what if there was like a collective that i could create like what if there was a, a space that i could make and what if it was um, a studio and how would that look and, and what would it feel like to have a bunch of people engage in a physical space that um, that that could really just go beyond uh, maybe a blog. So that was kind of this inspiration that came out of that trip was, was to make like a physical space happen. And I think along the end of the journey, I realized that I wanted to live in a new city that could sustain and needed something like that Mm -hmm. and that was Portland's yeah no Portland like has definitely been like a place where you can like liberate yourself and like fail and pick yourself back up and succeed and fail and succeed without uh kind of like the social stigma around it because it's like people say like Portland's the place you go when you want to retire and I'm just like no like this is where I go to like fucking hustle and like make some shit happen because there's not a bunch of competition and there's not like people like kind of sabotaging and like stepping or at least in my own experience, like just getting in the way. Like there's not a lot of other people that are like, like 
doing as much as I am or as much as we are like, and I don't feel like everyone has like their, their own like lane. And it's like, we see each other like doing these, doing these cool things. And it's like, Oh, like, where is their crossover? All right. Like there's not one right now, but maybe, maybe six months from now we'll have crossover and then we'll be able to build something together. And that's something that I've appreciated about this city. And, and I know that there's like a cap or a ceiling to this city, but it's like, I Mm -hmm. haven't reached that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what are some of the things that you've been, uh, experimenting or putting out into the world? Cause you said production studio. Gosh, I mean, what have I not experimented with? I feel like, yeah. And, and what like, are the mediums? Like what oh is, God. what do you like putting out there right now? I put a pause on, on a lot of output. Mm-hmm. because I have I've maybe put a little bit too much out yeah <laughs> I feel the same <laughs> <laughs> and that might not always end up being something that people can look at or touch or or walk into um sometimes it's just an energy right like helping people or um thinking about things um I I've been working on a few different things personally because when I moved here I was 21 and I immediately started a business and that was a very large undertaking and I had no idea what I was doing but my like hi- my history was growing up in a family where all everyone that surrounded me were, were all entrepreneurs and so it kind of was like in my blood I got that entrepreneurial blood <laughs> so I felt like oh god I have to activate something I have to create something um and I followed followed through with that several times um, and I like to do, I like to be the type of person who, when I say I'm going to do something out loud, I, I usually always do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do it well. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be s- extremely successful, but at least I'll do it. And that feels really good and important to me somehow with my own like personal process. But I like what you said. Portland is a place where you can fail because it is kind of soft and too soft in some case i'm just oh like God. yo like where's the pressure what? yeah i need a little more pressure here <laughs> like if yeah. i was just struggling like on the street yeah. like people would be like oh like Aww. oh he's all right <laughs> yeah we want some tea <laughs> yeah he's he like li- like less impact on the environment i'm like yeah. no like no. shame me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little too soft sometimes but i can sink into its softness but i grew up pretty hard pretty fast and I think the softness was a requirement and then honestly like I mean we're here now it's overcast outside it feels like we're being pressed down a bit right it is like in some ways it it's it is hard to live here it Mm -hmm. is hard to like really push through and like feel really good all the time and be really creative and I will say coming from a place that is the absolute opposite of creativity (laughs) being here it was um, really intimidating to be around so many different people who are doing so many different creative things. And that's like what everyone does here. Yeah. So creative. Um, so it kind of is like, fuck, I don't know if I should push myself. I don't know if I should do this. But then again, it's kind of like, well, everybody's doing it. I, I, I kind of have to like push myself pretty hard mm-hmm. to... I mean, there's not right. There's not a lot of competition here, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Don't tell anyone. That's yeah, your yeah. big secret. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I I like the idea of like kind of like stating, making statements, because that's how I hold myself accountable to. It's like, like if I don't say it out loud yeah. and just like put like some stakes on something, it's like <laughs> it's just not gonna get done, and I'll just yeah. be kicking it down the road for like years on end. It's like, oh yeah, like it's on my whiteboard. 
six months later, have you done anything? Like, no, I'm still concepting. I'm still trying to make it perfect. I got to make it aesthetically like what I am in this moment, even though that changes like every fucking day. And like, there's the new, there's a new cool around every corner. Um, but making those declarative statements, cause it's like people on the other side of like, they just want the thing that you have. Like at the yeah. end of the day, it's like, they don't like, they think that you spent like forever and like, it was so intentional, but like my most powerful stuff is like always in the moment. It's exactly. always not pre thought out. It's always just something that I was just doing just because, and that always has the most impact. And I think like sharing our own willingness to put ourselves out there like that's the gift right there as as an artist it's like if you're willing to just try and then to share it that's that's it that's all you have ever have to do yeah i mean it's really hard sharing yourself and that's where i push my own boundaries is like you know of course like do we even want to tap into the instagram uh <laughs> topic like yeah we can we totally can i i like naturally i feel like that's a place where like there's a lot to unpack as far as just like who people think we are mm. like based off of that because i it's it's almost like a it's like a deep fake that we're perpetuating it's like we are putting this thing out there and at least in my own experience like i try to be as much me as possible mm. like and that still gets misconstrued of course. as like, oh, my God, all he does is care about himself. <laughs> I'm like, no, if you just take a chance to listen, it's yes, like this is about no. like, yeah, this is about like like ascending and yeah, and like living up to that dream that we have of ourselves. But then it's like it's easy for the message to get misconstrued and how somebody interprets me is not my responsibility. Exactly. But yeah, what's your current gripe with the with the oh, ig God. <laughs> I mean, what isn't my gripe <laughs> um <laughs> where to begin well i have like a lot the thing is i have a lot i want to express and i'm not like a deeply conceptual person like i just i i i think like through making something on the other end of it comes like a statement right? sure or maybe nothing at all and then there never really always has to be a statement about what you're doing i think it's just like in my head that i always have to because of like going to art school or whatever um but yeah oftentimes i'll find myself like oversharing because like one of my deepest needs as like a human being is i just want to be understood like mm. my deepest fear is to be misunderstood so part of my sharing is like please look at me <laughs> like understand who i am like who will come to me and be my, my new best yeah. friend right yeah. Um, who will see me and connect with me? And my God, I, to be honest, I've made some really amazing, I mean, for instance, you and I, we connected over Instagram. Like all mm -hmm. of my deepest best friends were made through these like weird visual connections because I made the choice to overshare or mm -hmm. because I made a decision to like be brave and like share this one element that I was maybe like really hesitant to, to put out into the world. And, um, yeah, now, now I actually want to share so much that I feel as though Instagram's maybe not the platform for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I also was thinking lately, like I haven't really done it this month because we're in this new studio right now recording this podcast and this new studio that I'm in is a lot of work and a lot of dedication. So my back burner project is, is this, which I'm going to bring up now. And that is getting off of Instagram 
but using it in a really new way so that I'm not controlled by it mm-hmm. and like bringing back blogs. Yeah. <laughs> I like blogging. When I was growing up, a part of my discovery of like the otherness in the world was very literally through blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like the first in my family to get a little computer and then somehow of course found some really weird blogs and became really interested in like what's happening in other people's worlds. And, and I like the element that, you know, in some ways, okay, what is it, metaverse now? Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, metaverse is essentially literally God right now for us, right? And so I kind of want to be like, no, you can't dumb me. I want to pull back, and I want to, I like, be my own God. How do I do that? Like, how do I control my world and what I put out and, and like, you know – the capacity I have to share, right? Um, and so, yeah, I've been thinking about using Instagram in a new way as a newsletter instead of using it as, like, a constant, like, here's what I'm doing every single day. I want to instead use it as a newsletter where you can just go to my blog yeah, and then see, like, a whole feed of what's happening and, like, my weird writing and, and interpret it in whatever way. And, and then that person then can then choose to engage yeah. if they want. So, you know, I've also developed a, I mean, as a, as a female, developed a really unhealthy relationship with, and as an artist, um, and as a business owner, like with uh, how I view myself as compared to, you know, <laughs> what everybody else is doing and how much output they're creating. And it doesn't always feel really good. It makes me feel really bad. Do you feel mm. that way? I don't give a fuck what anybody's doing, <laughs> honestly. I'm like, I, I appreciate, like, people that are putting their stuff out there. And then, like, the people who aren't that I know have the capacity to do more, mm. I'm, like, I'm on their team. It's mm. like, yo, like, what can I do to, like, inspire you? Because I know there's, like, they're just, like, waiting at the gate. Because I've been at that gate yeah. where it's, like, you feel like like you can't get past this internal block to share your thing. You don't think you're good enough and you're afraid of judgment and stuff. And I've been there. And once I started sharing and not caring, I was like, Oh my God, like I created that gate. Like that, there was no such mm-hmm. thing there. So like if I can uh, inspire anybody that's just like on that fence of sharing their stuff, which is why it's like, I'm not trying to, like go past anybody i'm just like i'm even with like meditation stuff i'm like yo i'm gonna be just at the beginning gate and being and welcoming people in and handing them like the little brochure and being mm. like all right like if you go up these stairs you're gonna see this exhibit and then if you go around there restrooms are in the back and there's a stand over there it's like i want to be like the concierge to creativity or mindfulness in that capacity and i feel like there's a lot of work to be done in that space but but yeah like the like being perceived like going back to that being perceived accurately is like the like i think that's part of like what (laughs) what drives me whether that's an insecurity or a desire is to be like understood and to be perceived and like like there's nothing because it's like okay I, i can move on now like i can move on past this thing because you got it and and there is kind of like a double edged sword with that to where it's like you know what it's like maybe you'll catch it like five years from now five months from now but it's not my responsibility my responsibility is to keep this ball rolling 
as I feel inspired and pull back when I when I don't feel inspired and not judge myself for not producing work because yes. I feel like I've been producing work nonstop for like four years and it's like all right I need to think of new ways to to I guess utilize my my skills to make it more reciprocal because it's like I'm pumping out all this shit whether it's photography or workshops or videos or whatever and it's just like all right like there needs to be a new redefine the relationship and that's Mm -hmm. why I like what you're saying is like creating a funnel to another place like whether it is a website or something else where it's like all right this is using Instagram as a tool to bring people into my world instead of my world being Instagram that's the thing that's like the toxic part because it's like how do I escape this this fucking abusive platform that that I posted a video of like some two old dudes fighting and it's like it was like on my on my story and it got like the most story views I ever got. But then it's like show up to my free meditation and it's like 15 people see it. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what the fuck's going on here? So uh, I guess like distancing myself from that world or, or expectations over there and, and starting to create like a, a new landing page that that can't that essentially like gives we're able to give more of ourselves and it's more truthful. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit hard to feel like, number one, um, that you can pause and that you're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really difficult for me especially to feel like, okay, I've been putting out so much, I've been putting out so much, and like I want people to understand, and I feel like I have to keep putting out because I want to be understood and I, I want to get <laughs> I want to get hired for work. Um, and... Number two, it is, it is important, I think, to, to create, like, a really healthy dynamic with a platform like Instagram. Like, that's kind of my journey right now. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I navigate how to interact with such a toxic platform and do it in a way that serves me mm-hmm. and feels ideal for not only, like, my mental health, but also the health of like my career because ultimately like it's my business card ultimately it's the place where people see my work see who i am feel engaged feel activated and feel inspired to like stay involved Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess i'm just sort of like navigating the weird trench of (laughs) that with everyone else um but that's my that's my journey currently and I've been I have been working on my personal website and that feels like a weird little ecosystem. Do we want to even go into yes, personal websites? Yes, okay, yes. Let's actually go. that's what I was doing all day okay. yesterday. But one thing that I want to touch on the last yeah. like topic or with IG, I think you've done a really good job of like creating healthy a healthy boundary with it because you bring like you show what you're doing like out in nature. It's like yeah. you're physically out in the world doing things and you're just showing people like the simple beauties of a flower yeah and and that's it like that's that's a that's creating a healthy relationship with it and like i was before i knew we were going to talk about instagram for whatever reason but like whenever i see your stuff i just think the word that comes up is bear because there's no Mm. not like the animal but just like b-a-r-e but it's just like there's no added things it's just like it may not be cropped perfectly or whatever. There's just like, you see something 
and you take the photo and whatever it is, it is. And then that's what's put out there and then allow other people's creativity to fill in the blanks, mm. whatever conceptual thing that they have in their head. They're like, Oh, was she channeling the 16th century? She's like, like no, it's a fucking flower <laughs> with like a fucking car next to it or whatever the thing is. And I think like, that's something that I recognize that you've done really well. It's just like, Oh, like I'll be in nature and here's a fucking Dorito that somebody like left on the trail. And it's just like, all right, there's a Dorito beauty and everything. Yeah. That's the vibe. Yeah. Most definitely. But yeah. Oh my God. Websites. Oh Oh, yeah. Like that's, that's, that's the thing that I, that I was mentioning earlier that I've been kicking down the road forever. Mm. And I think the apprehension of like one, just wanting to be perfect. And it has to be like this fucking legit fucking landing page that everyone's like, Oh my God. Like, is he professional? Um, but I think it's there's also like this fear of actually like going full on. And I think that's something that even what do you mean by full on full on, like being like the one of the most like sought after, like meditation, creative, global, global phenomenons of the world where it's like, where's this guy been? Yeah. Like type of thing. We're just knowing what my potential is and like doing the necessary steps because i'm kind of like i'm kind of hamstringing myself by not just going out Mm. and it's like i'm able to deploy that same strategy like even with this podcast it's like i just had the idea and i was like now's the time and i just went exactly my podcast cover i fucking made on like the app with like a photo it's like i didn't even graphic design like i didn't even design it it was just like it was just like, all right, it's up. That'll work. See, that's and I don't, spirit. And I don't do the same thing with all the other things. It's yeah. like with website, I'm like, oh, oh it's got to be perfect. But it's like all these other modalities that I've expressed like myself in that have been honest with me have just been like slapstick, put it together with like minimal tools or whatever. Just getting it done is all that's necessary. But then there's this one thing, which is like the digital platform with the website or whatever. It's like, Oh, it's gotta be fucking mm. perfect and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I, I think it's just fear Yeah. and, and, but yeah, we're, we're almost there. We're almost live. Like I'm just like it live next time. week. Like, yeah, just get it done with. I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, live next week. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the thing here, I'll, I'll give you some, some, uh, insight into like my weird navigation of this. Please. Okay. So, my website, I just, I want it to be really personal and I want it to feel really honest and like the quote unquote bare, um, you know, idea of how I express myself that you witness on Instagram. That's how like I feel I am. Like I, I just want to be truth, right? Like I want to be honest with somebody that I'm engaging with, um, whether that's IRL or URL. And so with my website, I decided I was like, oh, I could hire somebody to to do this for me and, you know, bang it out really quickly. But that's not real for me. What's real for me is like showing that I mess up and showing that I have like a weird, funny idea. And I want you to see that happen. And I, I wanted to feel like you have uh, my friend Christy, who looks at my website sometimes to help me like <laughs> uh figure it out she was like this is like looking at your desk right so like I might have a weird little teapot on my desk with like a note from my grandma and like a funny little crumpled up piece of bubblegum wrapper that like my ex-boyfriend ate because I loved him so much (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it was like 
I want it to feel like an archive and I want it to feel really messy and, and like you kind of have to keep going to get it. Mm-hmm. And for a long time I was like, Oh, I have to let it be perfect. I need to, I need to, to, to let it really be who I am. But honestly, who I am is in some ways like totally figuring it out, totally chaotic weirdly organized and um (laughs) all over the place so that's kind of how it's ended up is just letting it kind of be what it is because i'm just doing it yeah and that's a part of it right just just doing it yeah and i mean the first time i met you you said something so so good which was um the term window shopping Mm. that blew my mind shout out to 50 cent because it's a (laughs) classic song (laughs) That really, like, transformed me in a lot of ways. So we were talking over coffee, and I was telling you that the hardest part of doing something is, like, the thin veil before doing it, right? The thing that stops you, that you're like, oh, I can't really pass through this. I can't really walk through. Um, <laughs> I can't really get over this because there's this little veil that's just yeah, so powerful. Yeah, it's the wall. Yeah. And you said, what did you say? You said something. I forget. You said. Okay. You said, because it's with me. You said that it's like window shopping and that we can always look through the window and see what we want on the other side, but there's a fucking door right next to you and you can literally walk through it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sometimes you need help. Sometimes you got to wait for the shop to open. Yeah. (laughs) But there's a door and you can go through it. And so when I heard you say that, I was like, man, I've been looking like with my nose pressed up against the glass for so long and I just need to walk through the fucking door. So I did. I've been walking through the door and you actually inspired me to do that. I was like, fuck, like, yeah. Hey, opening (laughs) presents. Opening (laughs) presents. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to walk through the door. And, you know, today my ass hurts because I walked through the door of personal fitness (laughs) 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 and trying to meditate and like pushing myself to just be like uh raw and like be take care of me Mm -hmm. so thanks (laughs) no thank you thank you for sharing that and that's like all i ever want to do like that's the highest like achievement for me Mm. is to like inspire change or just positive action or reclaiming like our own power like using the website as a as a model or an example, it's like I've been waiting around for like somebody like save me. It's like I know, nah, walk through the I know, door. I know so many, I know so many like talented like designers and website people that build websites for a living, mm. for a living. Like mm. like shout out to Elliot and like Ali and and like all these people <laughs> that are like that just make amazing, beautiful things and have their own websites and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, well, if I just like communicate my idea with passion. I'm going to inspire them to build it for me. <laughs> and I've been like, like two years later, it's like, they have nah. I'm just like, Oh my God, I got to do this shit on my yeah. own. Ugh. But look, like let it be simple and like, just let it be this thing where you feel like you can approach it. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it doesn't need to be anything like it could just be a simple landing page with like some yeah. information. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've crossed that bridge yeah. and I'm just like, I had like a major breakthrough, like even just yesterday, like okay. just like the scheduling and the layout and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't even care about how it looks. I just want it to work. Yeah. Like I want when people click register, they're able to like sign up, pay and then get like the things that they need on my end. Mm. So like I've, I've transitioned from, like the aesthetic and got to be the cool fucking meditation slick guy 
to like, all right, like, let's just, let's just get this thing working. And mm-hmm. I don't really give a damn because it's going to be because people are going showing up like for me and they're showing up for you. Yeah. And it's like they want all of you and not the outsourced to fucking India version of us. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, wait, no, 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 no. Like, I want Lillian. Where is she at? And she's right. like, oh, like, she's not here right now. Like, I'm the fucking Avatar version. Yeah. And just like, all right, well, I'm just going to go find something real somewhere else. Okay, here, I'm actually now going to dive into a new topic. Please. Same topic, Please. but a little different. <laughs> and that is the idea of being okay with branding yourself. And being okay with sort of like selling your own identity because like maybe that's the most powerful thing you have to offer. So you are somebody who is essentially you're your own brand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been hiding behind my business's heavy set and super not hiding behind, but you know, it's strategic if you will. Um, But now I'm like, well, man, maybe I should just let those be brands and now work under the umbrella of Lillian. Shout out to Christelle Brinshot, who <laughs> literally put me onto this clarity around this because she's always like, nah, girl, be your own brand. So t- walk me through how it is that you're, you're now stepping into, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be absolutely like pedal to the metal with selling myself. And like being authentic with that and okay with that. Uh, I think that all starts. And shout out to Christelle too, because oh, she's the best. Yeah, she's the goat. Like you did a podcast with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the she. I did um, some work. I'm just gonna pause for a second and say Mm -hmm. I did a session with Christelle, and I think everyone should. She's amazing, transformative, and so powerful. Literally, so much clarity every time I talk to her. yeah, big world energy. Yeah, big world energy, Hasis world. Yes, the best name. I love creatives. Oof. Um, but yeah, like this journey of like putting, like becoming your brand, I think it starts with becoming yourself. Mm. Like where are the areas that we've been living someone else's lie or life or living a facade and where are like the parts that we need to heal of ourselves? And I think stepping into that truth and and being less defined by the cultures around us and like the societies and the people around us and stuff and the more we individuate from our li- like our programs of limitations and whatnot i feel like that expression mm. is like living your brand it's like it's not a conscious decision that i'm like all right well now i'm gonna like like act this way it's like no i'm just being myself it's like just and then it's like people can interpret it the way that they want to. But I think it's always just comes back to just becoming more of yourself. So like being down to try new things and just allowing like the natural inclination to want to grow and develop. And that's the thing that at least that I've latched on to is like the source of whatever comes afterwards. It's my genuine desire to know what my potential is and to keep working towards that um but yeah if and i I think like like the whole branding component it can kind of branch off at different areas like right now it's like oh it's opening presents because that's just like a sick name and whatnot but 
at some point there there probably will be like a branch off where it's like all right now i'm like it's just aaron robinson like type of thing and opening presence is its own like thing over there but that allowing it to just be a process at all times and some things will feel right at certain times some things will feel right at other times but i definitely agree that we should all look at ourselves as like a brand and and when we do that i feel like i guess it becomes like a little less stuffy it's just like oh like we can embrace the flaws with us did you have like a a defining moment where or like a period in your life where you were like i'm i really love myself and i'm like really okay with being who i am and like i want to prioritize that like at what age did you tap into this it was like yesterday oh my god same (laughs) no it was like very recent like over the it's it's like i said it's a process it's yeah you start feeling more and more and more like yourself you start Mm. loving yourself more and more and more and then you start onboarding like your superpowers and it's just like over the last like i don't know like within like the last and it comes with like like meeting goals and and like completing tasks and and i did something like recently i forget what it was where it's just like i did something and i was like oh i'm proud of myself Mm. and it just like added to like my confidence and it was just like and it was a visceral shift in my perspective and i'm like I like that feeling. How do I recreate that feeling? It's like, okay, like I need to attack this website. Like I and I need to go live and I need to keep moving things forward. Like and, and seeing new opportunities come up, like speaking opportunities and workshops and stuff. And it's like, I'm being, it's almost like validation from the outside, but it's like, yes, it's validating to be accepted and seen and, and wanted, but it's like, it's the journey that I chose mm. that they're responding to and that's the most validating thing because what's like what's great about being rewarded for something that's not you mm. like that seems like hell where it's just like oh you did such a fucking great job and then you're like thank you i'm miserable it's like <laughs> so how do we move away from that and step into like regardless if we're getting validated or not by other people or society how you step outside of the door you can like look in the mirror and be like yeah i fuck with me exactly lately for me it's been like how do i gauge like how do i gauge my self-love based on actually how i'm physically feeling because man like i said running businesses in your 20s being in a city with like a bunch of people that you don't know and like trying to carve it out and also just like living in this day and age it's very difficult um so it's easy to like lose track of like taking care of yourself so now Mm -hmm. i think and and it's funny too i feel like a lot of the ways that like i've stepped into my own terms of uh you know how do i love myself and do i love myself is like through heartbreak explain whenever i get heartbroken I have to be the person that really hypes me up afterwards. And, and like, I mean, there's nothing else, right? I mean, my friends could say whatever, but I, I feel like I have found self-love through heartbreak. And, I mean, I don't know how this comes into play into this entire conversation. I think so for some way, like, it's it's important. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's kind of how I've tapped into it. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, I, I think I'm experiencing that now. Now, <laughs> Today. No, I don't have heartbreak, but I'm 
through my life I've been too willing to kind of a lot of self betrayal where it's mm. like I'm giving someone else the power. Exactly. And now like not allowing my like seeing that that pattern and being like I recognize that pattern. Don't hand over your power and not in like a way that doesn't make me emotionally like available or something. It's like I'm very much emotionally available. At least I I think I am. You are. I, 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 I think I'm pretty you are. sure I pre- I'm pretty sure that I am like with like the right person it's like i can be very emotionally available but just witnessing myself where into in the past like i would feel like more insecure and be like oh my gosh like they didn't text me back or or like they're like whatever i would let the kind of like the mind get into scarcity mode and Mm -hmm. focus on the things that aren't like that important or pressing because i needed to feel secure in my attachment with somebody and it's like yo like that's not the way you've done it you've done it this way your whole life it's like Mm. find a pretty girl like give her all of your attention she doesn't give you any attention and you still like like want her and now I'm just like if you don't want to spend time with me that's completely fine and like allowing that to be like I'm like I'm Gucci it's like I got shit to do I got thing in in like knowing what my priorities are at Mm. this point in time and i think respecting those boundaries and and just being like yo like trust like allowing other people to to like express like what their like value structure is and what their priorities are it's like if you're not a priority for someone else don't make them your priority exactly simple 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 fucking rule like and that's it if i'm not someone's priority who is deeply important to me then yeah, I'm not gonna prioritize them in in my world either, mm. and I'm not gonna invest in the same way I might. Um, and instead, and what I mean earlier by, um, you know, I I feel like I learn self love through heartbreak, uh, is that I also learn a lot of or take in a lot of self gains through a lot of loss and a lot of um moving through grief yeah and like realizing like man i really lost this thing but but look at what else i have and what tools do i have around me and like for me heartbreak i mean i can get heartbroken over anything (laughs) heartbroken over um you know seeing somebody walk down the street and i didn't get to know them or you know losing a studio or uh, of course like losing somebody in my life um and of course, getting completely heartbroken. So, yeah, I don't know. I think in some ways, like a lot of grief has shown up as a lot of resilience for me and in turn has taught me so much into how do I tap into what do I have available within me to now like move forward to prioritize whatever that is that I've now discovered. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of tapping into that now. And so that's actually a part of this whole new process of even making like a website or or like being okay with branding myself. It's like, what am I and who am I and what tools do I have around me to like make myself feel alive and, and feel available? And like, what can I give back with whatever it is that's happening right now in this vessel? And so that's kind of where I'm at. And, and I don't, I'm kind of being a little bit protective around what I'm sharing and even now we're in the studio space and I've made it with my best friend, Christy. And, you know, we're here a few times a week and, and through being here the past couple of months, like, ah, man, I've gone through some shit. Like I've gone through some major heartache and just been absolutely not okay. But like somehow 
coming into the space and honestly we don't know what we're doing (laughs) and we joke around about that all the time like Christy and I we don't know what we're doing in this creative space with a lot of different crazy tools but like being okay with that and so that kind of reflects what's happening now in this internal world of mine where it's like I have all these things but and I don't know what I'm doing but like I'm totally okay with that because I'm finding that I'm really trusting it and I'm finding that I really like that and I like this weird sense of freedom and that is a very privileged statement to make to even like have tools and space to be okay and like to not know what you're doing um but outside of that like yeah it's just been this crazy feeling of like man it's so liberating and it's so exciting and so kind of scary to be in this weird land of unknowing and like pretending and <laughs> uh that that's really stimulating oh yeah no that's beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah that's yeah that's a beautiful process <laughs> and like grief does give us so much mm. like if we just oh my god if we just can surrender we go into, can we go yeah, into if we just surrender if we just surrender to it and just like i don't know like once you get knocked down and it's like you realize no one else is going to pick you up from it. No. And no matter how long it takes for you to get back up, it's like just trying to get back up Mm. and just putting effort into like realizing it's like, all right, no one's here to help me. Like I got to do it myself. Yeah. You get to see what you're made of and any type of like difficulty, like from that moment forward, Mm. like doesn't really amount to that 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 deep pain that you've felt before so it's just like oh like this is child's play like yeah. anything that doesn't reach this new level and and if something does come back around it just like i don't want to say hardens you but it gives you more like there's all it all grief always gives you more it does than it takes away and it's like that's a very like it can be i don't want that to be like cold because there's a lot of pain that we've like experienced but like on the other side of living and having like the privilege to keep living another day it's it's unquantifiable but it's just like yo like i get to express myself from the point of having wisdom of understanding of how much this person or mm. this situation or whatever like taught me and how grateful am i for it and right. now i can like use that for the next situation and allowing ourselves to show up differently in a in a new space with the wisdom that we've learned is like that's the ultimate like goal is just to see ourselves transform and change and give ourselves that grace which is i don't think we are giving each other exactly but once we give it to ourselves it's easier to give one another like mm. that's i think that's like society's kind of going through this weird like you got to be perfect and you can't like you can't erase things and forgive and forget or anything like that it's like you got to get it right the first time and it's just like nobody fucking lands a fucking backflip triple backflip like on their first run down the mountain like no. nobody does that shit like and and we got to stop like expecting each other to do it but i i do um yeah embracing that journey and mm-hmm. and the inevitable flaws uh within the journey is something that i've learned to embrace over time because then it's just like oh like this is just fun like i get yeah. to go back up to the mountain and try again exactly <laughs> you know there's something to say about being elastic there's something to say about like allowing yourself to be a part of a really big cycle of things and like the truth of the matter is that's all we are we're always like cycling everything around us is always in some type of cycle and to appreciate that and to see that like grief 
is naturally like so embedded into all of us and into literally every single part of like our existence you know mm-hmm. a blade of grass to you know time <laughs> and i think um lately i've i've really been moving through like so much grief cuz i i went through a really tremendous around, amount of loss recently um and didn't understand that but i'm the type of person like when i feel something i'm going to go until i'm going to go into that feeling mm. i'm going to go so into the feeling where all the fuel that makes up that feeling is literally exhausted and I mm. can't even go past it and I want to be best friends with that feeling. So sometimes people will be like, Lillian, what the fuck? Why are you why are you doing this to yourself? Like why are you listening to the saddest music over and over again, crying on your, you know, closet floor and like really suffering? And I'm like, this is the only way. This is the only way to be with it is to very physically be with it and like be so into it and experience the cycle of loss so that you end it. And then there's something on the other side, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. it, it will come back and it's not going to leave. And it's a part of the whole cycle. It's always like in motion, right? And so maybe that's what I'm trying to say about this whole thing is like, there's the newness of yourself and the newness of the every single day, right? That you get to experience and get to know and like be introduced to. And something about that is really exciting and, and, and honestly like worth, worth waking up to worth getting to know. And, um, yeah. And that's something that I've fallen in love with recently is Mm -hmm. just like, okay, lost it now what's next what's new because there's somebody new here now Mm -hmm. yeah we have so much like power to choose whatever reality that we want to like live in and like learn from the past but yeah i'm i'm in love with that process as well and just understanding impermanence and it's like like it everything everything little romantic everything comes and goes (laughs) and like the less I try to hold on to things and make them my way, like mm. the happier I'll be and just observing things without judgment and like allowing natural processes to, to take place. Like death happens. Like, yeah. Like it, it's a part of life and like realizing, like looking yourself in the mirror and just realizing it's like, it, like having that moment. It's like, I'm not going to be here forever. No. Like that's, it makes you want to do as much as <laughs> yeah. It saying. makes you want to be like, fuck him, I'm gonna get out of here. And trying like, to be Betty White, like, yeah. s- like <laughs> skydiving or some shit. Honestly, like it, it. I think it allows us to let go of the expectations mm. that we have for ourselves, and just I don't know. I don't know. However, we can liberate ourselves, and and each person has like a different like pin code, like secret layer of confidence and of bravery but it's like it's everybody's own job to do that that's the Mm. thing that is that i feel like is lost on this at least western society is that like they think like we all think that like somebody outside of us and it's like kind of like oh the president or the or jeff bezos or like elon musk is gonna fucking universe yeah it's like they're like someone's gonna fucking like 
unlock Pandora's box for us and it's going to no. be utopia. And it's like, no, you got to create utopia with your fucking hands every single day. Start right now. Like, you gotta go fucking, right now. You got to go to the glass door. Yeah, you got to go window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> go in there and start it. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to fucking go to the gym and do the squats. Like nobody's like Yeah, and nobody, your ass is going to hurt. Let me tell yeah, you my nobody's ass. Gonna, hurts. Yeah, nobody's going to fucking do the the work for you. And nah. Like I think that's something that we've touched on many times is just like nobody else can do it for us Mm-mm. and it's like once we embrace that opportunity for our own growth and transformation and realizing that we can change like that's when it becomes fun and where it's just like you know what like I'm going to fucking go all in because everybody else here is lagging and <laughs> we got to get shit get shit moving forward and and yeah that's And even fun. if you don't know what that is it's totally okay. I told my friend the other day I was like she was like, Lillian, oh, wh- what do I do with my life? Like, what? Do- I want to be known for something. I want to be known for this one thing that I'm really good at. And I looked at her and I was like, girl, <laughs> can you even imagine if you woke up and you knew what you are going to do with your day? If you knew, how fucking boring is that? Yeah. How fun is it to be on this fucking roller coaster of chaos? And figure it out along the way and, like, find new things. Imagine if you walked the same path every single day and saw the same sights and, like, knew exactly what you are doing. I'm so glad I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> all the time because that means that I, I get to find out mm-hmm. and I get to have, like, weird adventures along the way. And let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah, we'll save those adventures for the next podcast. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Honestly... I don't know. <laughs> There's probably so much. Do you want to do you want to ask me? <laughs> no, I'm leaving it open for you as we wrap up. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling like we really tapped in. I don't know. I guess I could just say, you know, just trust yourself. Go into it. Trust yourself. Have fun. Let yourself experience a little bit of joy. It's it's okay <laughs> to have a little bit of joy mm. going on in your world. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to allow some joy. Dope. A little side statement. When I did ayahuasca, like right before. A little side statement. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right before the pandemic, I was told that by this uh, this energy that we are joy. So we'll leave him with that. Where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> you can find me uh, on Instagram at <laughs> 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 uh, Lillian Hardy. And you can also find me on my website, which is LillianHardy.com. You can look at my other websites, which is heavy-set.com or on Instagram at heavy da- or heavy.set. Um, or my other website, super with five S's dot com, <laughs> or on Instagram at super talent co, or you can find <laughs> Christy and I are creating another um, exciting project called Xylil, X Y L I L dot co on Instagram and online. So, Hell you know, yeah. just few different things, just, just a couple different things. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in looking at your website. Take a look get lost will do well thank you Lillian and thank you all for listening to opening presents mm-hmm.